Welcome. Welcome to the first ever episode of the Sports Pod with Dre. Now, we're just going to get into it. Um, I want to talk about the NFL for a brief second. Uh, there was like the, uh, I guess like some big news, allegedly, um, that could possibly, you know, shape the future of, um, I guess, like the New England Patriots. Because according to, I want to, um, who was it? It was one of them damn, I guess, quote unquote, reputable uh, sports <laughs> uh, websites. But pretty much uh, they were saying that Bill Belichick, and, well, Bob Kraft could have made a decision to move on from Bill Belichick um, after the end of the season. Of course, you know, when they were asked, well, when the press asked Bill Belichick about his Patriots future, he said, I'm getting ready for Kansas City. So pretty much like you wasn't going to get shit out of him. But the speculation about Bill, uh, Bill Belichick's future has swirled in part because of owner Robert Kraft has been clear about his expectations. Entering the fourth season without quarterback Tom Brady's free agency departure, uh, which pained <laughs> which pained Kraft, the 82-year-old owner, said in March uh, that it's, quote, it's uh, very important that we make the playoffs. These uh, motherfuckers clearly are not going to make the playoffs because they are 2-10. and 10. So they were mathematically eliminated from the playoff pitcher. Um, after, actually, like, after they lost, I believe, like, this Sunday. So, uh, yeah, the Patriots were officially eliminated from the postseason uh, Sunday when the Cincinnati Bengals defeated the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, it marked the earliest franchise. Uh, it marks the earliest the franchise has actually been knocked out of playoff contention since 2000. Bill Belichick's first year as head coach. So the Patriots have also clinched their third straight losing season in four years. Well, third losing season in four years since Brady signed with Tampa Bay as a free agent. Uh, their last playoff win was 13 to three over. No, hold up. Their last playoff win was thirteen. Yeah, thirteen and three over the uh, the Rams in the Super Bowl, uh, which was in February third, uh, two thousand nineteen. So it's been it's been a rough go uh, with with the Patriots, you know, ever since Tom Brady left. So uh, I'm 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 just saying, like, you got to give my man like at least some time to find a decent quarterback. But I mean, he's doing it to himself as well. Because Belichick has never really drafted a superstar wide receiver. Um, that could have actually helped in Mac Brown's de um, development. And also, like, just getting this man, you know, like some help, some, uh, some help on the offensive line. Or Mac Jones, I'm sorry. Um, the, he, 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 he showed flashes of being a decent quarterback like his rookie year, but he's regressed every single season. And pretty much like it's because he has no help at, you know, whiteout tight end. Um, they got him like Hunter Henry, who's like pretty much not himself, you know, ever since he came from the Chargers. Um, they actually, yeah, like he has really no, no offensive help. So it'll be interesting to see whether or not, well, I I know they're probably not going to keep Mac Mac Jones at the end of the season. Um, if they go and get, I guess uh, Caleb Williams in the draft, 
or if they go with Drake May from North Carolina. I I would probably go with Caleb Williams just because he seems like, you know, he's more NFL ready than Drake May. I think Drake May should I mean there's really no I would say go back to North Carolina for a senior season, but there's really no need for him to go back there because only thing you're risking is like pretty much like injury and nothing can really go good and I mean unless you win the fucking national championship, which I don't I don't expect North Carolina to like win a football uh, national championship. Basketball, yes. <laughs> football, no. <laughs> but um, all right. So we're gonna switch to another story. Now there's an ex Jag employee uh, who allegedly stole twenty two point two million dollars <laughs> from the Jacksonville Jaguars. So his name is Amit Patel. He's a former Jacksonville Jaguars employee. And he's accused of defrauding the franchise. Like I said, $22.2 million uh, was a high volume and high stakes uh, daily fantasy sports uh, player known for racking up big losses. According to the online records of his account and multiple sources familiar to uh, with his play. So federal authorities allege Patel, who is 31, manipulated the Jaguars virtual credit card program, the VCC and uh, used the proceeds to fund a luxury lifestyle between 2019 and February 2023 when the Jags terminated him. So during that time, Patel was playing fantasy sports, well, daily fantasy sports, under the name, uh, under the username Parlay Picker on FanDuel and DraftKings. <laughs> this dumbass motherfucker. Uh, multiple sources with direct knowledge of his account told ESPN. Uh, now, Roto Grinders, a popular daily fantasy sports and uh, betting site uh, that tracks individual players' results, uh, shows Parlay Picker put nearly fifty, no, five hundred thousand dollars into fantasy tournaments on the NFL, Major League Baseball, PGA Tour, and UFC since 2017. Uh, he often entered de- uh, dozens of lineups into fantasy tournaments uh, with large pool uh, with large prize pools uh, the online records show so but DFS uh, players familiar with parlay picker account uh, believe his biggest losses came from high stakes three-man contests uh, they <laughs> say he regularly entered so he was out here I guess like just gambling with the Jaguars money and he was losing big but as how the hell did they not tell that he was actually you know um losing like a whole bunch of money and like just using their money to to gamble like it's wild uh mr patel did not use the jaguars uh vcc uh to def- uh, to fund his lifestyle but in a horribly misguided effort to pay back previous gambling losses uh that utilized the jaguars vbc program uh king said so alex king is um Patel's attorney. So he said Patel's attorney, Alex King, did not respond to multiple requests uh, for comment. And then he left that comment. Uh, he left that statement. So he said that in his last uh, the statement last week that his client suffers from gambling addiction that fueled this alleged scheme. You think so? <laughs> you think so? Um, so, yeah, uh, my man's got a gambling addiction. And this shit's probably going to end his ass. Uh, it's probably going to end him up in prison. Um, you know, 
it's not it's not that well I guess I would say it's not that serious, but to a person with gambling addiction or any type of addiction, it is that serious. Um, so pretty much <laughs> as parlay picker, um, no, as parlay pickers play escalated, a word of his misstep spread in the DFS community. Uh, players made a point to seek, uh, made a point of seeking out his con- seeking out contests against him, according to multiple uh, daily fantasy sources. One veteran DFS player uh, who communicated with ESPN on conditional, well, on the condition of anonymity, uh, said that they believe Parlay Picker is the biggest loser ever on FanDuel. Goddamn. They said he was legendarily bad, the person added. DraftKings and FanDuel declined to comment. So Patel is scheduled to appear in court, no, in federal court. Thursday in Jacksonville, uh, where he's expected to plead guilty of charges of wire fraud and illegal monetary trend. Yeah, illegal monetary transaction. Um, in his statement last week, King said that Patel is, uh, in quotations, deeply remorseful and is in treatment for his gambling addiction. So the last tournament parlay picker entered uh, was tracked by Roto Grinders was DraftKings World Golf Championship on uh, July 6th, five months after the Jaguars fired him. Uh, the buy-in was twenty nine thousand. Parlay Picker finished. Uh, he finished tied one hundred twenty ninth out of one hundred fifty finalists. Goddamn, that boy terrible. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, I'm out here like kind of recording this joint with um, like going through a cold. So. I apologize if uh, there's some coughs and stuff. Um, now, the NFL is actually going to play a game in Brazil in 2024 and expands the interna- uh, the international slate in 2025. So the uh, NFL on Wednesday awarded a 2024 regular season game to Bra- uh, Brazil and voted to expand the slate of international games uh, from four to eight games beginning in 2025. Uh, the game in Brazil uh, will be played at the as Sao, Sao Paulo um, at Corinthians Arena, um, the home of the Brazilian soccer club SC Corinthians. So, yo, uh, <laughs> pretty much like... Um, yeah, that they, they, they whatever teams is gonna play over there in that game, like they're gonna go crazy with the hoes over there, dog. Like I heard, like the the groupies and the hoes and uh, all that, like in Brazil, it's next level. So <laughs> the um niggas they they need to strap up like ASAP, strap up and uh, be good. But pretty much like as far as uh, expanding the NFL game, well the international games, like ah. I really don't want to wake up at like nine o'clock in the morning to like watch a fucking international, you know, series game. Or I just think like, and then on top of that, like you're actually taking like games from both of these home, uh, home arenas, uh, where, you know, pretty much like the the people who work at the stadium, they could have got an extra check. So uh, that's another reason why I don't like these international games, but Cause like you know in London and like Germany and stuff like that, like you gotta sit up here and like wake up at like nine o'clock in the morning if you want to watch these games, especially if it's your favorite team. And sometimes when I play fantasy, I forget all about that shit. 
And I fucked around and lost a couple of games because I forgot to set my lineup. <laughs> um, yeah, like that, that shit is uh, it's really getting my fucking nerves. But uh, yeah, we just gonna switch over to um, I guess like you know, all right. So if you have seen the Kansas City Chiefs uh, Buffalo Bills game this past Sunday. So pretty much like the Bills ended up winning the game 20 to 17 against the uh the Kansas City Chiefs who have actually lost 5 games um this season. That's like the most losses that they've had I think since Mahomes has taken over as quarterback, but um in the regular season. But pretty much like so at the end of the game Kadarius Tony was egregiously offside. He lined up offsides, offensive like you know, you know offsides and on that play it actually turned out that um Mahomes he hit uh Travis Kelsey over the middle Kelsey ended up pitching the ball to Kadarius Tony he scored a touchdown but as soon as the you know as soon as the ball was snapped you saw the flag you know you saw like the little yellow indicator meaning that the flag was thrown I didn't know what it was for. So I was like, damn, maybe it's holding, maybe it's pass interference or something like that. No, Tony lined up offside. So um, Mahomes has been, and, and the Chiefs, you know, they've been bitching about this call. Like, oh, he should get, he should, uh, he should have got a warning and everything like that. From my knowledge, um, actually, like they said, like Darius Tony has been lining up like offsides, like all game, but it wasn't as egregious as before. So like, you know, he kept getting multiple warnings, but when he lined up like a full yard, like off the ball, like um in front of, you know, in front of the uh the line of scrimmage, pretty much like, you know, the 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 officials were like, nah, like <laughs> you just you won't get this flag. So but like Mahomes, like he made a statement, he was like, It's just um it's a shame, like, you know, the the referees like decide the outcome and all this and that. But I'm like, dog, you the same motherfucker that seeked out the the referee in the Super Bowl against the Eagles, against my Eagles, at the end of the game when fucking um that pass interference was called against James Bradbury on Juju Smith Schuster. So, like, come on, dog, like, get the fuck out of here. My thing is, you know, like Pat Mahomes, he always he always be bitching about like you know wh- whenever he feels like his his receivers are pat like you know pass interfered and like he'll go hard and he'll campaign and he'll be like all up in the in the referee's face and all this and that like throw the flag throw the flag blah 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 and so it's it's good when it works out in their favor but when it doesn't work out in his favor and it works against him then all of a sudden you want to bitch like nigga shut up (laughs) you're getting on my fucking nerves and like i was telling um my boy malik yesterday i was like yo like that's what's getting me that's what's making me making it hard for me to like root for this nigga, because like before, like I was I was rooting for Pat Mahomes or whatever, but now it's just like you just out here just being a crybaby. Like when shit doesn't go in your way, when it doesn't go, yo, know, the way that you want it to go, then you start bitching and shit. Like nigga, shut up, <laughs> getting on my fucking nerves, dog. Um, all right. So in the world of the NFL. Um, so we actually completed, I think, what was it like week 14 last week? Yeah. So there's about like four more weeks in the season. And so these are, 
So they, yeah, yeah. So we're we're uh, fourteen weeks in. Uh, tomorrow starts week fifteen, and these are the standings for the uh, in the NFL right now. So over in the AFC East, the Dolphins are nine and four. Um, they actually came off of a loss um, this past Monday night against the Titans. Uh, the Titans actually came back and beat them. Um, Buffalo Bills are seven and six. The New York Giants are five and eight. The New England Patriots are actually three and ten. Um, I said they were two and ten earlier, but they are three and ten. And the AFC North, the Baltimore Ravens are in first place with, uh, at a ten and three record. The Cleveland Browns are eight and five. Both the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Cincinnati Bengals are seven and six. Then the AFC South, uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars are in first at uh, eight and five. Uh, the Indianapolis Colts are, and the Houston Texans are seven and six. The Houston Texans are actually surprisingly seven and six, but they lost uh, Tank Dell. I think it was like last week, so their shot at making the playoffs might have taken a massive hit. And uh, C.J. Stroud, like he's actually been playing his ass off this year. He had a bad game uh, against the Jets, but pretty much like he's been. Um, he looks like he he could be like the offensive rookie of the year over in the AFC. Um. And the Tennessee Titans are five and eight. So in the AFC West, Kansas City Chiefs are eight and five. Uh, Denver Broncos are actually seven and six. Uh, on, you know, right behind them, uh, the LA Chargers and the Los Angeles. Uh, I almost said Los Angeles. <laughs> the Las Vegas Raiders are both five and eight. Over on the AFC side, uh, the Dallas Cowboys um, and. All right, so they're uh, they're in first place by proxy that they just beat us. They beat my Eagles um, this past Saturday, 33-13. So Cowboys are in first place. Uh, the Eagles are in second place, but they're both 10-3. and three. The New York Giants are 5-8. and eight. Uh, The uh, Washington Commanders are 4-9. and nine. And the NFC North, the Detroit Lions are 9-4. and four. Uh, The Minnesota Vikings are 7-6. and six. The Green Bay Packers are six and seven, and the Chicago Bears are five and eight. NFC South, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are actually in first, but the uh, Atlanta Falcons have the same record as them at six and seven, so they're first and second. Um, actually, you know what? It's a three-way tie. The New, <laughs> the New Orleans Saints are actually six and seven as well. So, but the team that sucks in that division is the Carolina Panthers. They are one and twelve. So. They pretty much like all been guaranteed like they will actually have the first pick. No, you know what? The Bears actually had the first pick in the um 2024 NFL draft because uh the Carolina Panthers traded their pick um when they got rid of uh yeah, when I think when they sent DJ Moore to Chicago. Yeah. Yeah, Chicago, the Chicago Bears uh they fleeced the Carolina Panthers. So uh the NFC West the San Francisco 49ers are 10 and 3. Uh, the Los Angeles Rams and the Seattle uh, Seahawks are 6 and 7. And the Arizona Cardinals are 3 and 10. So, um, yeah, so that's pretty much it uh, with the football news. Um, now, in baseball, uh, Shohei Otani, that motherfucker signed a 10 year, $700 million contract, but he deferred. Uh, $680 million of that contract. So throughout the life of his career, 
I mean, throughout the life of the contract, you know, when he's playing, he'll make $2 million a year. So he'll make $20 million, you know, while he's playing and then pretty much get paid the $680 million, I'm, I'm assuming, like, after he gets paid. So, I mean, after he retires or, you know, after he stops playing or the life of the contract. So, yeah, that he he's learned from Bobby Bonilla. And everybody used to, you know, be like, yo, happy Bobby Bonilla Day. And I think it was, like, in July. It was either June or July. Like, Bobby Bonilla would get his yearly uh, couple million dollar salary. And, like, everything was cool. It, like, it just became, like, a running joke. But it seems like a whole bunch of players, like, they learned from that. And, like, now when they sign these big-ass massive contracts uh, to help the franchise, you know, go out and help sign other uh, other players that will help make the team better. They defer their, their money until like, you know, the backside and get that money, you know, when when they're when they're done playing. So I can't uh I can't knock that. I can't knock that and I salute salute to that man. Hats off. Hats off to that man. Like Shohei Otani back the Brinks truck up. That man got pizzade. <laughs> and uh in the NBA Let's see what's going on with that. Now, the NBA, like, they just recently, um, you know, wrapped up the end-season tournament, which I couldn't tell, like, which games actually, like, counted towards the end-season tournament. But you could tell, like, if you was watching the game because the end-season tournament games, like, they had different colored courts, which I think those courts were actually pretty dope. But you just couldn't tell, like, which game in the regular season counted towards the end-season tournament game and like that shit made absolutely no sense to me and i still think that it makes absolutely no sense to have an in-season tournament but i guess they're they're trying to appeal to the their european um counterparts uh, like overseas because i know in like soccer they have like an in-season tournament game and like you know a lot of soccer leagues uh overseas so and there's more european players that play uh, in the NBA now. And I believe that they have an in-season tournament in, like, European leagues, too. But, um, yeah, so this year was the first ever European league. I mean, it's a European um, in-season tournament. So, pretty much, like, the Lakers beat the Pacers in the championship game, and LeBron James was the first in the, uh, inaugural in-season tournament uh, MVP. But uh, how it went, <clears throat> Excuse me. In the, in the uh, quarterfinals, quarterfinals in the East, the Bucks beat the uh, the Knicks one forty six to one twenty two. The Pacers beat the Celtics one twenty two to one twelve. Then the Pacers beat the Bucks one twenty eight to one nineteen. So got them to the championship game. On the, over on the West, um, the Lakers won. They beat the Suns one hundred six to one hundred three. Uh, the Pelicans actually beat the Kings one twenty seven to one seventeen. Uh, the Lakers beat the Pelicans, one thirty three to eighty nine, where a lot of people was making you know a big deal about uh, Zion Williamson's uh, like his pretty much like his conditioning, his shape, because uh, you know he, he is uh, he is a bit chubby out there, but he got outplayed in that game bad <laughs> by LeBron, who was like you know about to be thirty nine. Yeah, uh, Zion's in like his early twenties. And um, yeah, like LeBron now scored him like thirty to thirteen. So uh, there was a lot of a lot of controversy um, about that. Well, people always tease Zion about you know his his uh, 
his weight anyway. But I'm just like, bro, it's like you get paid to pay, you get paid to play uh, basketball for a living. You would think that you would be in better shape. Like you're getting paid millions of dollars to actually play a child's game. And like you're professionally, you're a professional athlete. Like your job is to hoop. Why are you not in shape? Like, and they said like, you know, the Pelicans have had like a whole bunch of, you know, nutritionists and stuff like that. Like, and he's just not getting it. So I don't know. Maybe he got to eat his way out the league for him to fucking learn. Finally. Like, I, I don't know, but yeah, uh, Zion, I hope he actually gets his act together. Cause he's, he's a talented guy, talented brother, talented Hoover, but it's like my nigga, you gotta lose some weight, my nigga. Cause like I seen him dribbling the ball like up the court, and like my man's titties was jingling. And I'm like, yo, that's wild, sir. <laughs> that's really wild. But uh, yeah, get 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 that shit together, my guy. Uh, easiest way to shut the critics up is to put in the work, put in the work, and like just make everybody shut their mouth. That's it. Um, but as far as, uh, the early season goes with the, uh, with the NBA standings. So in the Eastern conference, uh, the Boston Celtics are in the number one seed so far in the East, uh, they're 17 and five. Um, the second and third seeds are the Orlando magic. who are actually having a pretty damn good year. Um, I didn't expect them to have, you know, this good of a year starting off. They're both 16 and 7. Uh, my Sixers are actually uh, in fourth uh, with the record of fifth, uh, 15 and 7. The Pacers are 13 and 8. Uh, the Knicks are 13 and 9. Uh, the Miami Heat are 13 and 10. The Brooklyn Nets are 12 and 10. The Cleveland Cavaliers are 13 and 11. And the Atlanta Hawks are 9 and 13. So those are like the 1 through 10 seeds. And then the rest of the teams that suck. In the East are <laughs> the Toronto Raptors. They're nine and fourteen. The Chicago Bulls are nine and sixteen. Uh, the Charlotte Hornets are seven and fourteen. They just can't get right uh, over in Charlotte. Um, the Washington Wizards are three and nineteen. They're fucking horrible. And um, the Detroit Pistons are two and twenty-one. But what's funny is they actually started the season two and one. And they've lost 20 straight games, yo. 20 straight fucking games. The Detroit Pistons are poverty right now. Like, they are poverty. They're actually the worst team in the NBA. In the NBA. But, um, all right, so over in the West, the Minnesota Timberwolves are actually the in the number one spot right now. Uh, the Oklahoma City Thunder are in the second seed at 15-7. and seven. The Dallas Mavericks are 15-8. and eight. Uh, The Denver... Uh, Nuggets are actually 16 and 9. Sacramento Kings are 13 and 9. The Lakers are 14 and 10. The LA Clippers are 13 and 10. Uh, in the eighth seed, the Phoenix Suns are actually 13 and 10. Ninth seed, Houston Rockets are 11 and 9. Uh, actually, Ime um, Yuduka, um, uh, he actually got them playing better ball because, like, for the past few years, the Houston Rockets were straight garbage. So they're showing signs of improvement. Now, uh, the New Orleans Pelicans are. Uh, 13 and 11. Uh, the Golden State Warriors, 13 and 10 at the 11th uh, spot. Uh, the Utah Jazz are 7 and 16. The Memphis Grizzlies are 6 and 16. Uh, the Portland Trailblazers are 6 and 16. And with the second worst 
not actually tied for second worst uh, record in the league so far is the San Antonio Spurs at three and nineteen. I believe they lost like 19, 19 in a row. So yeah, um, they uh, you know Wemby's doing his thing, but the rest of the team fucking sucks. So um, yeah, so thank you for <laughs> sitting through the first inaugural uh you know episode of the sports pod with dre and i hope you liked it and i will be back um hopefully like drop at least like once a week or hopefully multiple times a week um that that's the game plan so yeah thank you for uh stopping by you know listening and showing some love and i will uh highlight y'all later all right everybody be safe Peace.